to the 33rd episode of the Have Aloha Will Travel podcast. I wrote it down. I have a page full of notes. I'm ready oh, to go. That's amazing. I'm a responsible podcast host now. I've turned my wow. life around. It's only because you know why? we... I know, she's showing me up. It's also because we have a special guest with us today, Kelly Sharoma. How are you doing? Hey, hi. You know what's funny? We have a Shelly Sharoma on our team. Why is that funny? Because their names are similar. Kelly, Shelly. Oh. It just goes right off the tongue. They're not related. Um, Kelly joined us on our 14th episode of the Have a Little Hobble Travel podcast back in September of last year, um, and she works with Frolic Hawaii, so she knows about everything about local food here, well, her and Kat do. Um, it's so it's so nice to have you back on, Kelly. Yeah, thanks for having me. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, we're looking forward to, to having so you. It's so crazy. I know. September a long time ago. I know. It feels like a long time ago. If you think about it, I mean... Well, the reason why we asked you to be on this, we love you. You could be on our podcast anytime you want. But the reason we asked you specifically now, and, it's, and today in particular, is because, um, so today is June 5th, this is Friday. Yep. Uh, most people will be watching this or listening to this on Monday. Um, but today is a day when restaurants in Hawaii can open for dining services. Um, for the first time since this whole COVID happened. So for some, it's been since March, right, that some of these restaurants are closed. So we wanted to bring you on board. I know Frolic has published, you wrote the story about what people can expect right now if they're choosing to go to a Hawaii restaurant. But let's just talk about the evolution of restaurants right now in Hawaii. I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. No, seriously. I think we saw an evolution when the stay-at-home orders first happened. Um, Frolic was really instrumental in publishing a lot of takeout menus on our website. We wanted to really help the local restaurants um, publicize if they were still open for takeout, you know, if they were just shutting for a temporary period, but they're applying to come back up or open for takeout like in a month or so. Or we really started using our Instagram more for these quick and timely updates. So they went from um, posting takeout menus to helping them publicize if there are any deals or limited time offers or specials um, going on. And then as restaurants were ramping up to open again for dine and talking to different chefs or managers and asking what they're doing differently, you know, asking what they're doing to make customers feel comfortable dining in again, you know, because so much has changed. Oh, yeah. Like, so much has changed. I mean, there's all these different rules now that regulate what restaurants can and can't do now that they're offering dine-in services. So can you talk a little bit about what people can expect if they go to a restaurant um, today? Right. So it's, um, I mean, on Frolic yesterday, we had a post about what people can expect from a variety of restaurants, from sushi counters to brunch places to fine dining. And, you know, the minimum is... You know, tables have to be six feet apart. Customers must wear masks until they are seated when dining. Um, you know, high, I guess a lot of sanitation on high touch point surfaces, like elevator buttons, doorknobs. So we see, you know, that's common all across the board. I think what was interesting to note was um, 
some restaurants installed plexiglass, like where the register stations are for you know increased protection. Um, some other workers have to wear. Some of the employees are going to be wearing face shields, so not only the mask, but you know the type that you see in healthcare workers. And um, some sushi counters, like Yanagi Sushi, sent me a photo. They installed acrylic sushi, like the shields on their sushi counters, so there's more separation between the chef and the customers because they still allow for counter seating, but all parties will be spaced six feet apart. So it kind of just depends on how big the party is. So just added measures for safety precautions to give customers peace of mind that you know they're safe, everything's being clean like every hour. So that was that was really helpful to learn and know. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. not all restaurants are taking it. I mean, are going to be offering dining services, and yeah. and those that are open, right? Like maybe they can only occupy like have fifty percent um, occupancy, right, because of the social distancing guidelines. But yeah, not everybody's open. Like Pig and the Lady announced that they weren't going to open any of their restaurants on yeah. Oahu. Yeah, and a few others like um, I think Roy's restaurants announced they were going to be opening a little bit later. So I think too, like some restaurants have done. Um, well for takeout and they're continuing to do takeout maybe not just opening for dining yet because again this is unprecedented unprecedented <laughs> and I think a lot of them have the safety precautions in place this weekend but they're going to see how it goes and adjust going forward and, it's and really yes some of them are reservation only now and really limiting walk-ins mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting to see how a lot of restaurants have evolved and gotten into the whole takeout scene um i feel like a lot of them really kind of uh i mean it was their only way of really staying afloat um and it was really interesting to watch them um really kind of get really good at this whole takeout thing like when i was going to eggs and things you know they were getting to the point where they were delivering it to people's cars almost like in the parking lot they'd ask you which car you were in and then they would come out and actually deliver it to you i love it do you i'm sorry you know me really well. I am not a dine-in, like, leisurely hang-out and eat dinner for three hours. I don't like that. But this takeoff thing is so awesome. And the curbside delivery is even better because you just pull up, and then they run out to your car and give it to you. It's been, like, the best thing out of this COVID for me, honestly. Also, for some but restaurants. I love it. Yeah. But even for some restaurants that have, like, you know, harder parking or it's harder to get to, that curbside right really convenient like you can stay in your car and they'll just come out when you're there yeah like pipeline bake shop in Kaimuki, it's so hard to find parking but because the city is um the city has allowed for curbside delivery of certain like metered parking or city parking you can just so you can order online exactly what you want and then just drive up when you're when you're ordered for and then boom they give you your fresh malasadas Have you taken advantage of the delivery, like them delivering to your your residence? Because it was free for a lot of, for a lot of locations as well. Like they're offering free delivery, and I've never seen so many delivery people outside of my apartment. Like there was like a queue for a little bit. Uh, we wouldn't get delivery too often because I don't live right in town, so usually it was too far or like oh. on the beach too much. But. I did one of my first deliveries from Midnight High. Cat, you know. Oh, me too. What is that? In that six or seven mile radius, I counted for free delivery, so I took full advantage of that. And so talk a little bit about 
about Midnight High because I don't think Kevin knows what I it have is. no Kevin, idea what this would is. Love this if you were still a stoner, especially you would love this. I don't stay up till midnight. Is it only open at midnight? That's much too late for me. I go to bed at like 10.30. I go to bed pretty early too, but I stayed up and starved and waited for this. Oh, wow. Midnight High is is an example of a new business that birthed out of this weird quarantine period. So I found them on Instagram and Frolic ended up doing a post about it. But um, So they're on Instagram, Midnight High, can order online but at least when they started when i experienced it the delivery time started from 8 p.m so you could it's still 8 p.m okay 8 p.m to 4 a.m isn't that crazy it increased it it used to be 2 a.m which i'm using oh maybe it's 2 a.m sorry (laughs) no you're right it's 2 a.m because i told them i was gonna order at 2 a.m because i'm normally up at 4 I didn't want to wait till like midnight to get my grilled cheese sandwich. Wait, my so, okay. so they specialize in all of these like late night munchies dishes that you would just like crave late at night. And I don't stay up too late usually, but they had like a sriracha, Cheetos, mac and cheese, tater tots, like cheesy carb fest. That was what I wanted. And then their menu changes every week to have different specials or they have like these stretch mark cookies that are like huge chocolate chip cookies like the container was as big as my face these are for people who smoke weed that's what i mean so like this is like the worst things to eat at night obviously obviously but is it exactly what you crave when you're hungover yeah or when you're like when you're uh, feeling real midnight high exactly when it's 420 that's pretty funny that all sounds like it would give me a stomach ache i have a very weak stomach and like greasy stuff just kills me I ordered at 8, my order came like around 9 o'clock and I was so hungry (laughs) I basically had this fried feast in front of me, I got the fry party of ones that had like onion rings or no, curly fries and all of these like animal style dipping sauces umami ketchup so there was that, I ordered the taters, um, the mac and cheese Cheetos sriracha mac and cheese it wasn't too hot so i wasn't dying on camera and stretch mark cookies and the corn, the corn puffs thankfully my husband helped me eat it all but i was i was pretty hungry by then and and you recorded a, a video of that for frolic yes so um the, uh, thomas obunjan and i did a joint video so he ordered different things so he ordered like four different things from the menu i ordered a few and um, we chatted about it. That's cool. Is that is that kind of how your job has uh, maybe transformed a little bit, you know, during this whole quarantine, COVID, no, you know, personal contact? Is, is that how you've been, you know, trying to innovate, I guess, or trying to switch things up? Yeah, so different because, I mean, usually I was used to going to media events maybe three, four times a week for different restaurant openings yeah. or, you know, previews, media previews. But... I actually just went to my went to my first virtual Zoom media preview. So Ooh. for this new ramen restaurant that's opening actually today in Hapolei. So we had a hosted media preview where you could order an appetizer and an entree, take it home, join a Zoom call um, with other vloggers and talk about like what you 
ordered and how it tastes and learn a little bit more about the company and you know that was the first one that I did like that it was it was pretty fun and I haven't seen some of those people since um, stay-at-home order started yeah I did my first same one same ramen Chuck Tanaka ramen and Izakaya it was it was good okay it was interesting well I cheated I did have somebody with me when I was I was tasting it but it wasn't the same you know, I was like sitting around with a bunch of people and sharing the experience. It was kind of interesting. Anyway. Yeah. No, like, it was a creative solution because, you know, they played like an icebreaker game and whatnot. But, I mean, I did miss actually going and seeing everybody in person and interacting. But it did make me happy because the, the food transported well all the way back home from Kapolei. And everything tasted great. So, that was exciting. Yeah. I was talking with the owner... Tina, um, you know, because she's opening right in the middle of a pandemic, which is probably not a great idea. But, um, you know, it's interesting for some of these restaurants because, like ramen in particular, it does taste different when you order takeout. It's because you don't have that same, like, it's not this hot bowl of ramen. Um, and, you know, there is, I would feel like there would be some concern if that was how people were being introduced to my food for the first time. Um, but it's not exactly what it would taste like. So they, I know they waited to open today so they can do dine-in services. But for a lot of these restaurants, I mean, they'd have to come up with, you know, like even the fried food. I mean, they got to deliver that quickly. Otherwise, it doesn't taste as good, you know? Anyway. That is, that is maybe my problem with the whole curbside takeout is that I want to eat the food as soon as possible. So I'm constantly eating in my car. And my car is so small, and I hate it. <laughs> now, I totally understand because... You know, too, I've ordered ramen from several restaurants during this time for takeout. And, you know, everything is nicely packaged in the containers. It's easy to assemble at home. Everything's clearly labeled. But it's not the same as sitting in the restaurant with a piping hot bowl of ramen that was just delivered to your table. So it's, it's different. Kelly, yeah, where, do, not the same. where do you want to go? Where, what's your first dine-in choice? Okay, I have been craving sushi. Because, one, that's not something I can easily just make at home or expertly make at home. Yeah. Um, for Frolic, our team did a roundup of the best takeout we had in April. We did one in May, too. But in April, I was just craving sushi so much. I went to um, one of my favorite mom-and-pop stores in Iea called Makoto Sushi. And they had really limited hours. They were only open for lunch instead of lunch and dinner. But they're known for, like, their huge sushi rolls. So I just, like, that brought me so much comfort. I just made it a point to leave my computer during lunch one day and go and, go, you know, just pick it up for takeout. And, um, yeah, that hit the spot. So I've been craving sushi. And this weekend, I'm going to go to 22 Kailua. It's Oh. Okay. I did another piece about them. Um, they're actually a hidden gem in Kailua. It's a, a coffee shop. Like there's an omakase in the back so a small sushi counter I've never been able to get reservations because they're usually really booked like a month in advance but during um, the stay at home order they started doing omakase to go like in bento form so $22 really affordable like sushi takeout so I got that for takeout but I'm actually going to go experience the sushi counter dine in um, this weekend that's really cool and do they have like a sushi chef right there just in front of you making it the whole time? Yeah, like from what from what I've seen, like oh. from all of the 
pictures and videos I've seen because I've never been there for dine-in. Uh-huh. But also, too, they're an example of business. Um, they're really limiting seating. I think four to seven people. Wow. You know, Kevin, <laughs> we did write about 22 Kailua in our Kailua issue, by the way. You maybe wrote about it. <laughs> did you not read it? I probably did. Do you know how much I read of our magazine? Well, you read the whole thing because we have to edit it. I read the whole thing so many times. And then we do another one, and then I read that one so many times, and everything from that last one is gone. It's out of there. Kat, where are you going to go? I know you hate dining in, apparently, but where do you want to go eat? You cook a lot, too, so. I do, but, you know, it's interesting um, because I don't want to go to a grocery store as often um, and because takeout is so convenient. And I live, like, right in town, so for me, I could just drive down to, like, downtown and Chinatown and and grab food. Um, And I want to support local restaurants. I've actually eaten out way more now than I I used to before. Yeah, way more. I never used to eat out for dinner as much as I do now. So... I do miss going and getting an acai bowl, like a fresh acai bowl, which I would take out anyway, but I do miss, like, having that fresh acai bowl. There's no, like... And I miss hanging out with people. I was going to ask, there's no, like, downtown spots you want to go hang out with, like, coworker friends? Because you, you always go out to lunch with, like, the Honolulu people a lot of the time, or... Yeah. I mean, yeah, but we can't really do that. So, oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, you know, I bet there's no place that you want to go to Kevin, because Kevin doesn't care about food. What are you trying to say? You know where I was really looking forward to? And I, I want to ask you about this, Kelly. This is maybe the sadder part of all of this. Is I wanted to really go to Like Like Drive-In. You want to what? I wanted to go to Like Like Drive-In. But they're gone forever. And I'm so sad because that was like my favorite dine-in spot. And I, I mean, I don't... I You're right, Kat. I don't really know too much about like local eateries but i have a lot of places or i mean obviously like anna o'brien's is shutting down for good some places are actually not like making it out of this covid pandemic um like a few of the bars anna is it anna o'brien's um irish pubs are shutting down do you know of any other spots kelly that aren't aren't reopening started closing and stuff like I was trying to space out my trips to the grocery store or only going out for essentials but I would still order takeout once or twice a week at least once a week to try to support local because everybody's having a hard time and you want to see your favorite places still be around after this absolutely yeah I mean I must have paid like eggs and things rent I was I I got takeout there a lot eggs and things Because, you know, it's like the closest thing I knew to Like Like Drive-In. It's similar kind of diner food. Eggs and Things is actually kind of probably like a little bit better, but Like Like just had like that real, I don't know, diner feel to it. So that You have a nostalgic connection to Like Like and you have an experience. I don't think it's necessarily the food for you. It's 100% not. You don't, you're not, not into food. You don't like love food. Oh, God, here we go. Hold on. 
I have to get this. What is it? It's my what favorite thing about Lique. It's my favorite thing about Lique Lique. They would give you these. You something? Oh. They would give you these like weird little bear stickers, if they liked you, like the waitress or oh, waiter, would just come around. Maybe. Um, and they would just place them on the table. They wouldn't say anything to you about it. They would just put it down on the table. And I started collecting them, but too late. Like, I'd thrown a bunch away, and I only just started collecting them, and now they're out of business. Ah! It's all your fault, Kevin. They, were, they weren't doing takeout. If they were doing takeout, I would have kept their doors open, I swear. <laughs> I mean, I first thought that they were just closing early. I was... I was really surprised. They had been there for, for 67 years, I think. A long time. Um, so speaking, well, I guess this is pretty much the opposite of, uh, of ta eating takeout. Uh, what have you guys been cooking? I feel like I've been cooking a little more um, now that this is all going down. Get out of here, uh, wait, chat. I know you're I'm laughing, laughing at me. Because, wait, post-pandemic, Kevin, he, I think you made one dish in the entire time that I've known you. Is it show you chicken? chicken. Yes. Yeah. What are you cooking now? Well, I mean, cooking is a, it's a broad term. It can be defined by many choice of words. What is cooking? Um, for me, cooking is like kind of hanging out with my girlfriend in the kitchen while she makes stuff. Um, we, we, I like to say we, you know, it's an inclusive thing. We've been making this salmon dinner recently. That's quite good. We've been using this Japanese um, kewpie sauce, this onion sauce. Have you guys had kewpie sauce? It's so good. Yeah, it's mayonnaise. Where it's have you been, Kevin? Not around sauce. Not around sauce. So we've been making that a lot. Um, Kyla, my girlfriend, made a really good shrimp pasta Alfredo sauce dinner last night. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've been cooking cereal every day, man. I like to think of that as cooking, <laughs> you know? You're, you're preparing a dish. this all happened I mean I spent pretty minimal time in the kitchen if I was cooking it was assembling like you know pretty easy to assemble yeah salads like anything in 20 minutes or less and you know I was really proud I made um lemon pepper chicken thighs which I found the easiest recipe I could find online um it's basically just dependent on like what types of meats or vegetables I could find on sale mm -hmm. um what could transport well for leftovers because you know we that was I, it's just so different now like I couldn't order takeout every single day so you know um, I would say a lot of chicken a lot of pasta because I feel like in times of uncertainty like I just deviate back toward comfort foods like grilled cheese mac and cheese any type of easy pasta dish to make stuff like that cat what's what's going on in cat's kitchen everything oh i cook all the time you cook all yeah, the time i have like i have two other humans to feed and they're the equivalent of like a village so you have two giant humans yeah like the caloric I mean, intake i cook like a pot of chili one pot of chili is gone in one meal like i, I have to hide portions of it so that i have leftovers the next day no ridiculous do you have any easy comfort foods you make for yourself you make a lot of cookies. cookies. Yeah, you bake a lot. Oh, I do bake a lot. Um, 
I use a slow cooker a lot, actually. Oh. A lot. Yeah, so then you can make huge, like, portions, uh, and then just dump it in a pot and turn it on and not think about it for, like, six hours. So, like, show you chicken or beef stew, stuff like that. It's just simple. Everybody can eat it. You know, no yeah. If You know, if people need recipes, um, they can always go to our Hawaii oh, yeah. in the kitchen. Um, thank you. We're local chefs. Uh, <laughs> that was like my first real good segue. Now I got to talk about it. Where local chefs come in and they teach us how to make some really great stuff. Um, Kat, you've been taking care of those. Um, you've been I was doing... hoping that when you kept talking about eggs and things, that was our most recent Hawaii in the kitchen. Oh shit, was it? You just swore. Kevin. I do the editing. Yeah. I'll bleep it out. They, um, so they have, so a lot of restaurants have been kind of really, um, pumping their their value add products so like for example the salt in waikiki which is a relatively new restaurant oh. they do a charcoal pancake that's their signature i mean their company is called the salt they're owned by the abc store family but um they have a dry pancake mix that came out but same with eggs and things so they also have a buttermilk pancake mix and that's one of their signature dishes so the video um that we featured them in they were using their pancake mix to make chocolate chip pancakes yeah and their omelet so we've been yeah, those videos are doing really well. Yeah, they're on that our was, Instagram. That was garlic Korean style chicken was it looked so good. That looked really was, good. If I knew I how to cook, I would make that. Make it. Yeah, well. And you know what I love about these recipes? This is such a tangent. But looking at recipes with my girlfriend online, recipes are insane. People who write recipes are like ridiculous. They're like, you're gonna need half a cup of water. I found water in the deserts of Mexico when I was 16 on my international trip. Like, they always talk about such random stuff. Like, oh, recipe... Oh, I know what you're talking about. The, the story that leads <laughs> into the recipe, yeah, they're super annoying. They're like, yeah, I yeah. found chili when I was in Guatemala, you know? Like, who are you people? Just tell me how to make chili. Well, that's where I stop because I think this is not going to be an easy recipe to follow. I need to look for something easier. <laughs> yeah, I just skip all that intro stuff. Yeah. Just give me the recipe. Just yeah. give me the recipe. I just look for the numbers. All right. Well, shoot. Thank you so much, Kelly, for being on the podcast. This podcast really flew yeah. by, but but it's been so much fun talking to you again. Yeah. I was really looking forward. It's so good to see you guys. I know. I know. I miss seeing you in the office. We'll be there again soon. Soon enough. Hopefully in... I'm trying to do math. What's 33 minus 14? Is that 19? What is that? Oh, that's how many episodes? I yeah. So. yeah that's Hopefully we'll see you in another 19, 20 episodes. It'll be our, our semi-regular Kelly check-in. Um, and you know what? I'm going to use Kyla's script. Oh, shoot. <laughs> All right, you use it. You, you do it. You do it. No, you use it. Okay. You, do it. you know, I'm the one that typically... That typically needs it. So I'm going to do it. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Havalo Havalo Travel. For more travel tips and insider scoops, check us on the web at hawaiimagazine.com and on all social media platforms at Hawaii Magazine. I'm going to go off script a little bit. That's Instagram, that's Pinterest, that's Twitter, that's Facebook. Havalo Havalo Travel is also available on all streaming platforms, and you can find video versions of the podcast on the Havalo Havalo Travel YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. Our summer issue is currently out on shelves right now, um, so please feel free to pick that up. We have a lot of great summer adventures and summer trips in there. And thank you so much for listening. Be sure to come back next time. Isn't it good?
mom. Dude, that's so good. But that's typically where the podcast was end, but now we got to talk about how good it was. Kyla, you did a great job. She's going to listen to this audio version later. You killed it. Taking my job already. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Oh. Don't forget to check out frolichawaii.com and follow them on Instagram, too, because they are continually updating their site with Hawaii restaurant and follow both Kelly and her adventures. We'll have all your information in our show notes. Yeah, Kelly, did you have any shout outs you wanted to do right now? Or? No, I was just going to say check out frolichawaii.com, Facebook, and Instagram because food is fun. Still fun. Oh, food is fun. <laughs> food is fun. It's about to get more fun. <laughs> that doesn't even. No, terrible. The podcast anyway. is over. Thank you all so much for listening. Please tune in next time. Mahalo. Bye-bye. Aloha. Bye.